We're just ordinary people living ordinary lives until we see someone on TV win a $25,000 prize. Come on down. I'll play any game for 10 seconds of fame. Come on down. I'll make a deal just for that me spin the wheel. Come on down. To win a million bucks, all you need is a little luck and thorough knowledge of multiple disparate trivial subjects. All right, welcome back to an all-new episode of Come On Down, the Game Show Podcast. I'm John Baker. I'm Jonathan Motney. Let's get straight into this one, because it's one of the best shows I think I've ever watched. Because this is the podcast where every single week we ask the question, do you you have have it? It? Yeah, what? Yeah? I thought it was, do you have guts? But it's not, it's do you have it? And then all the children scream, guts! Guts! This week, we're talking about Nickelodeon's Guts. Which Uh, was also featured in Saving Private Ryan for most of the movie. Guts? Guts. Hey. Guts, Glory, Ram. They actually had a crossover deal with with Ram, Dodge Ram. And what they did is one of the games, it was an aerial game, and the kids had to strap into their jumpsuits and jump over a whole bunch of Dodge Rams. Yeah, it was, that was a fun one. One of the kids died on that episode. That was an especially fun one. Honestly, no such thing as bad PR. (laughs) Hey. So today we're going to be talking about guts. But first, uh, I've got the guts to read this script that I've never seen before. Nice. You do have guts to do all these. Thank you. Um, And this one's going to be real offensive. Oh, this is a a sponsor that just right out the gate is saying that they're going to be real offensive? They sent me an email and it, it just said, this is hella offensive. Okay. We love your podcast. So they're like a late 90s California teenager. Mm-hmm. Hella. Hella. Right. Yeah. Um, hey, Baker, what's the most important invention of the 21st century? The internet. Wrong. It's Grammar Me. What's Grammar Me? So are you familiar with Grammarly? Isn't that the online writing assistant? Exactly right. It helps you create the most accurate written content, but... What if I told you they created a real-world assistant speaker program? I would say, tell me more. When you sign up for Grammar Me, they send you a real live human assistant via USPS to shadow your every move. When you misspeak in your everyday conversations or use an incorrect pronunciation, your Grammar Me speaking assistant will chime in to correct you. Then you can re-say the statement with perfect grammar. It's funny, I actually already have one of these, um, and she lives with me and sleeps in the same bed as me. Does Erica know about uh, her? <laughs> wait a second. Uh, this sounds like everyone would love to have someone correcting their speech 24-7. Don't you mean, to whom this sounds like everyone would love to have someone correcting their speech 24-7? No. Sounds like I need the Grammar Me Assistant <laughs> ASAP. Come on down, listeners. Receive two months of Grammar Me Assistant meals free with the code GRAMMARONDOWN. And we do need to legally state that by signing up for the Grammar Me program, you are legally responsible for the safety and well being of your Grammar Me Assistant. Grammar Me, because everyone loves to be corrected in public during conversation. So maybe, like the, you know, the QAnon people, they were right about humans being trafficked and shipped around oh my gosh and stuck in the suez canal and everything but they just didn't understand that it was grammar me that was doing that it. was doing it and it for was the benefit of the people it, that isn't that how it always is though we some jump horrible, to conclusions and it's or some horrible thing like human trafficking is right. there's a veil over it oh no 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 this is a, a this is a business and this business is helping people we're not sending people you know, to do gross stuff, we're just sending them through the mail, which I hope there are holes in those boxes. Because I feel like you're going to hurt our relationship with this sponsor. I'm by... just saying it seems that we never get a re-sponsor come back in. So <laughs> yeah, I feel comfortable kind of shitting point. on whatever sponsor. Sure, they do. already paid us. The money's already in the bank account, right? You're the one who's been in control of the bank account. And Okay. So I was unfamiliar with what sponsor means. What? So this. Well, right. So they pay us. Yeah, right. I will. I will absolutely get on that right after this episode. Okay, that sounds horrifying. But I. 
we've only got an hour, so so I think we should just probably well. just go ahead and hop right into Nickelodeon Guts here. Guts! Uh, Nickelodeon Guts was a game show on Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. surprisingly enough. I feel like you don't have to specify that anything we talk about is a game show. Okay. All right. It, it, was, it was something then, I guess, <laughs> since I can't say it's a game show anymore because fucking dad told me. God, you're like Anthony Hopkins in The Father right now. <laughs> um, so it, it was on Nickelodeon from 1992 mm-hmm. to 1995, which was prime. I'm between the ages of uh, six and nine years old. And in, <laughs> was it prime or exactly when it you were was, six? Right. It was exactly okay. when I was between the ages of six and nine years old. Okay. And right in the target market for Nickelodeon Guts. Because I knew that I could be on the show and compete on it and win and take home a glowing piece of the crag. You think that tiny baby baker with Uh the frame of, Mm -hmm. I would say, a a large cat. More compliments, please. Thank you. (laughs) You think you could go onto that show and jump 12 feet high to either slam a basketball in a hoop or get a rebound off of this giant pole. You think that your small frame would be able to compete with other children? When I've got 14 spotters pulling a rope that is keeping me elevated off the ground to the point where I can't even counterweight it and touch the ground while I'm trying to jump off a 10-foot high wall, yeah, I think I could. I don't know, man. I think you might need 16 to 17 sponsors. (laughs) There there were a lot of spotters on the show. So... Nickelodeon Guts, um, it was hosted by Mike O'Malley with referee Moira Quirk. You mean Mo. Mo. We go to Mo for the scores. Hello there, love. Mo was British. Mm-hmm. And she sounded exactly like that. That was really, I, I honestly, I got a little a semi right. when I heard you doing that because it brought me back. To when to, you were like. When I first discovered what a semi was, <laughs> watching Guts as a kid. Right. Because, hey, Mo, kind of hot. Oh, okay. Yeah. What? Oh, is that not what you were thinking of? Well, I thought like you were talking about like when Mike O'Malley popped on screen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, very talented. He was so talented. Actor. And, and then writer. O'Malley, it just rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. You know he's Irish. Correct. Um, so, yeah, Mike O'Malley hosted the show... Moira Quirk re- gave the official scores. Basically, she was the referee. I th- she Not was just another. Really. She was just a co-host who wore a Footlocker outfit. Correct. There uh, was no. There were no. I mean, she would read the rules, but as as when it came to enforcing rules, that w- there was no such thing. There was sometimes enforcement. There were penalties added to scores at the very end. Right. I. I I don't think that she was actually the one assessing those penalties. I think there was somebody in a legal costume in a booth somewhere that was actually enforcing. A legal costume? You know, like a legal person, some sort of... So they were in a suit? Yeah. Is that what you call suits? I call suits businessman costumes. (laughs) Businessman costumes. Because I think it's funny that we as a society think that you need to put on a businessman costume to go and be a businessman. Otherwise, you're right. not officially a businessman unless I put on my businessman costume. And, and I need people to know that I'm a businessman, so I put on my businessman costume, and then I interact with the other businessmen and their businessman costumes. And if I don't have my costume on, I'm going to look ridiculous at this Halloween party of Bus- a business meeting. Right. Yeah, okay. So you're saying the business meeting essentially is a Halloween party because everybody's in a costume. Right, because I'm saying you can do the exact same level of work and communication and presentation in a t-shirt and shorts as you can in a suit. I don't know. I don't know about that because when you wear the suit, you're able to shut off any of the fun, distracting parts of your brain. And just hate yourself full time. Right. And you're able to drink heavily and you're Mm -hmm. able to focus on the task at hand which is to bill people uh, hundreds and potentially thousands of dollars up per hour right. for you to read documents and make them not lose as much money as possible in court. Now I'm thinking about specifically a one type of businessman. <laughs> yeah. A, a lawyer businessman yeah, is what I'm... The, the legal costume. The legal the, the costume. Legal that's costume where people. I was... Well, that's, yeah. that, that's where we started. Mm-hmm. So do you think when Mo 
put on her footlocker outfit that she she was just laser focused on rules and regulations and making sure that everything was done properly absolutely that that's the headspace that it put her in i think she would be so locked into that headspace that if a kid had broken his or her neck on one of the games mo would still be uh, screaming at the uh, timekeeper to not stop the Don't clock stop. because do, do not, the kid do not has dare not stop that clock. They have he, not finished yet. The, it, it, the, their time is still going because they have not touched the paddle to the top of the uh, floor on the other side of the the paddle. Um, that one was always a disaster. Game. I mean, obviously. Yeah. So <clears throat> um, Mike and Mo would take us through the game. Uh, it was there were three competitors. Uh, generally middle school aged children, like mm-hmm. 11 to 13 years old. And there were four events, which uh, they placed first, second, and third in these events. And for first place in an event, you were awarded 300. For second place, you were awarded 200. And for third place, you were awarded 100. Ties, if there was a tie for second in an event or first, everybody would get the... Uh, points of that position so if there was a tie for first both people would get 300 points if there was a tie for second both people would get 200 points etc okay um the fifth event was the aggro crag mm-hmm. uh which was the the best part of the show obviously i mean for me now I kind of liked watching the slam dunk, the slam a jamma. Yeah, yeah. But yes, I agree. The aggro crag. It's it what was it's obviously, all about. yeah. It was. It was worth way more points. It was a climax. You're watching the show and you're being warmed up the entire time, mm-hmm. and then right at the very end, as these kids are climbing to this mountain, you're exploding because you're just so excited. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> this is this is a very literal and figurative climax <laughs> simultaneously. Right. Correct. Yeah, so so the events, um, there were a whole slew of events. A slew. A slew was the technical term that they used. Mo used it a um, lot. Yeah, she was always Now using for it. your slew of events. Mo was like five foot tall, by the way. So a lot of these competitors were like the same height or That's taller. That's why they're never standing next to her. her. Well, they're like, her and Mike are very rarely on the screen at the same time. Yeah. And then when they are, you go, holy shit. Because he's like probably like 6'3 or something. Oh, my gosh. And she just looks super miniature. Miniature. Next, next to him. Uh, yeah, as they would say in England. Miniature. miniature. Oh, gosh, she had that hot accent. She still does. Hello there, love. Um, so the teams were uh, colored. Wow. that. Uh, Excuse me? <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, the best athletes, at least. <laughs> the They were blue, red, or purple. Okay. Um, I assume just a random assignment there. Mm-hmm. You did. And so there would be three children, uh, obviously dressed in one of these colors. Or, or teenagers. Tween, I tweens, I yeah, would say. Yeah, I wouldn't say children. They were, they were more tweens. This and, isn't double dare, dude. <laughs> sorry. And they would compete in extreme versions of sports. This was kind of before extreme sports was a thing in our parlance. Uh, and it, it just, in this instance, related to made-up versions uh, of regular sports. Yeah. Uh, like basketball, where... You have to jump off of a 10-foot thing with a big harness on and land on the ground and then jump and dunk a basketball into a hoop. Yeah. And whoever could get the most dunks in one minute wins. And again, my slight issue with these sorts of events, which there were a lot of these harness jumping type events in the show. I'd say, yeah, a lot of them. Uh, There was at least one per episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was another one that was like, archery was like a nerf bow and arrow where yeah you there was a target but you had to jump from 10 feet and then shoot it in midair right off of your big bound off the ground but again my issue was there were there were a lot of spotters on the show there were like three contestants two hosts and 15 other people making sure that none of these kids killed themselves right so they would be all harnessed up and they would have the ropes that they're on so freaking tight that the kids would jump off the things 
and they wouldn't sometimes be heavy enough to counterweight the harness or whatever yeah. to even get their feet on the ground. They would just get about two feet off the ground and then slowly start going back up again. And it seemed uh, well, like when they were, whenever they were, after they would do a dunk or an archery shot or a rejection or mm-hmm. whatever it was, because like the dunk one, there was one hoop and all three of them were going it at was the amazing. same hoop at the same time from a triangle angle of approach, Yes, I guess is the best way I could Absolutely. put that. Absolutely. Um, they have to get back up to their starting point, which is like 10 feet high on top of these mats. And a lot of times because they're so taught on the thing they couldn't like climb the stairs yeah. that took them back up to the thing because they couldn't keep their feet on the ground to get the forward momentum to keep going so there were a lot of struggles in those in those weird little bungee competitions so you wanted to see kids break their ankles is what you wanted to see um not necessarily i think what they could have done which i don't think i don't know if we had mastered at the time mm-hmm. but we have now is trampoline grounds. So if they need to be jumping, they, they can jump and land on a trampoline surface. Yeah. So we don't have to like worry. Like they can still have the harness on for safety and make sure people can oh, pull I them see. in. But it doesn't need to be so tight that they have kind of no freedom of movement and they're kind of at the mercy of the spotter and what they're doing on the other end yeah. of the belay. But it kind of takes a little bit of that kind of that 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 factor where you're like this that kid factor. this kid's harness could break and he might die if did you have had, that if we had, watching it if we had trampoline grounds we'd be like this is not exciting to watch if this kid's harness breaks he's just gonna fall into it nice did you ever surf. watch slam ball on upn or tnn or absolutely. whatever the hell channel that was absolutely on? and that people awesome. got very hurt on that show oh well, yeah because that was adults trying to trampoline basketball dunk and block each other without any harnesses whatsoever and which one was more exciting for you? Slam ball. That's what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, so you got to have the fear of mate, catastrophic injury. <laughs> you don't have to. It would just, it heightened the show for me to know, I mean, this kid is doing so good. He might not walk out of here. <laughs> he could be carted off at any moment. <laughs> These games were weird to me and... They reminded me of if you were to go to like a rich church camp. Okay. Like in the summer, you mm-hmm. would see these games. How many of these did you go to? I didn't go to any of the rich ones. Okay. I just went to Pine Cove and the one I can't remember. And okay. I'll tell you why I couldn't remember the other one. Because it didn't have a giant zip line. Okay. And it didn't blob. have a blob. Correct. A blob is the number one most essential thing of a church camp, I feel like. Right. And it's hard, you know, for the church camps because they're fighting against sexual urge they're trying to get make kids not have sex no that's so, what church camp is for i thought no it is not you're supposed to have sex with god <laughs> what you with your mind oh so like when you're jerking off you're thinking of god i mean that's one way you could that's i guess that is a form of prayer so yes okay i say oh god when you pray yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> Yeah, so aside from the harnessed, belayed type of events, there were other things. As you mentioned, there was a pool, and frequently there were events on a little kayak paddleboard sort yeah. of thing. More like a, yeah, like a bodyboard like, sort of. Like you're sitting on a board. You're not really in a kayak necessarily. No, you're laying on it. Uh, but you've got... You've got paddles. I think there were a couple different versions of this. There was one with like uh, floating balls that you had to collect. The buoys. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. There was one where there was just jet slash waves coming from the sides and you had to get from one end to the other with these waves knocking your little kayak thing around. Um, Did you see the one where it was just they were harnessed above the water to where their knees could be in it and they had to kick and paddle across the pool oh yeah yep so there were a lot of that made no sense to you're me. right they tried to come up with creative ways to reuse their existing they were in so this was in orlando florida at universal studios nickelodeon studios which was at the time there in orlando at, in studio 21 hey but they didn't call it studio 21 they called it the extreme arena and they had things 
like harnesses and a pool and a little track uh-huh. and they had to find ways to reuse those things it looked like a legit like if if you were to show me a picture of this without context and mm-hmm. say this is where the 2000 um uh, olympics olympics happened i would say okay i believe it there's right. a track there there's some stands there's people there were some stands i noticed i don't know if you noticed this uh and I don't know if it was just because I was paying special attention to it for some reason, but in addition to the spotters, you could really see the audience coaches in action. Oh, I could like not. Like telling them when to cheer and how to cheer and things like that. You could really see that going on in the background just because of the, the way it was shot and, yeah. the, and the angles that you got. Um, and, you know, people would have, I assume at random, be handed like a red, blue, or purple flag to root and cheer for their team yeah uh respectively as as the competitors were going they used the track for things like i saw like a, a moon boot race oh that uh, must have looked awkward and so they're all just hopping uh in a race and this one guy he just fucking ate shit fell down tumbled full somersault got back up yeah kept going one see and if that kid had fallen into a trampoline ground, he probably wouldn't have jumped back up as quickly as he did. Why not? Maybe even faster. Um, let's see. Moon boots plus trampoline <laughs> that's ground? A, that's that sounds much, harder. That's too much bounciness. Yeah. it's it, And those people, the crowd uh, coaches, deserve a million dollars. Because one thing that I noticed that was consistent across every single episode that I watched of this show is the intensity and the energy is up throughout the entire thing oh yeah the entire thing well it's exciting it's it's mark o'malley oh yeah mark o'malley's deserves great an oscar and an oscar. The, coach, <laughs> the coaches deserve. we just had the oscars the other night yeah and did mark o'malley win no he was mm. robbed again well that's why the oscars are fucking stupid that's why nobody watches anymore woke hollywood give mike o'malley what he's due he was in sully he was yeah was he Sully? No, that was Tom Hanks. That was his issue then. Yeah, he should have been Sully. That was his issue. He needs to negotiate better. <laughs> some of these things. <laughs> no, Mike O'Malley, speaking of, he... Uh, so after, after he was done with Guts, uh, Guts, on the advice of friend of the podcast, Mark Summers, mm-hmm. he moved out to LA to continue pursuing his... Uh, Game show career? No. His regular acting career. Oh. And because I guess, you know, there's not a whole lot of stuff in Orlando aside from Nickelodeon productions. Right. And cocaine. Yeah. So he he moved out to L.A. and had he's had a very successful post-Guts career. Yeah, like, yeah, right, dude. Out of definitely all of the children's game shows that we've talked about, <laughs> uh, he's by far the most successful in his uh later career okay in 1999 he got uh, a sitcom on nbc called the mike o'malley show uh also co-starring will arnett whoa and they shot 13 episodes and then after two of them nbc said and uh canceled it okay so they got two episodes on not bad yikes but then from 2000 to 2006 he was on Yes, Dear on CBS, in which he played like a, a brother-in-law who moves oh. into the guest house, and he's kind of a bum. And This dude's a great actor. Right. He's in a lot of stuff. He looks so different. He's old now. He wasn't old then. Um, he was in um, The Good Place. He was the doorman in The Good Place who collected Frog-related yep. memorabilia. That's exactly who I was thinking Recently, of when I, I saw think his of him as that. face. He was a writer on Shameless for a while. He created uh, a comedy series on Stars. Okay. Um, that LeBron James executive produced. It was called um, Survivor's Remorse, I believe. Okay. It was about a, a basketball player. But he's uh, he's had a... Uh, a pretty, pretty successful career. It looks career. like he's got a full-time job on the new Snowpiercer TV series. Yes, he's one of the main characters in the Snowpiercer nice. TV series on TNT. That could I think. be his huge 
I would say break, but I guess Glutz was his break. Guts was his break. Glutz? Glutz. Glutz. Welcome back to Glutz. uh, How much pie can you eat without (laughs) throwing up? It's a seven deadly sins uh, (laughs) thing. Yeah, so, I mean, Michael Malley's had had quite the career since. Um, Mo got... Uh, into mainly voice acting okay. after Guts. And, so, and OnlyFans? What? I, trust me, I, I've checked. <laughs> and unfortunately, no. No, okay. Um, so, Maura Quirk, she's done a lot of voiceover work, cartoons, video games. She was um, the Exo Stranger in Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, a bunch don't of other video games. video games like you do, nerd. How do you play them? I don't. I make out with chicks. Do you, though? Chick. Oh. When's the last time you made out with a chick? Um, recently. Probably earlier today. Wow, nice. I'll just go dude. up midday, not say anything, and just you make out smooching? with John. Yeah. Wow, that's hot. She does not like it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that's even hotter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so there was also, um, back to the game, there was a, a, a training course, what they called it. It was basically a, an, an obstacle course type of thing. Almost a, uh, a children's predecessor of a Ninja Warrior course. Absolutely, and I do want to talk about our Ninja Warrior experience. Okay, so yeah, so they, they had uh, net, net climbs. Okay, uh, yeah. Like cargo net climbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a tightrope walking sort of thing. Yeah. Um, they had uh, zip line. They had, uh, they had a wall, cr- a wall, wall climb. Wall climb with like the rope that you got to climb up the the wall. Uh, jump off into a big air. Yeah, bag. that was a weird way to end it. But <laughs> uh, what, what about the the elastic oh, crawl? Uh, do you mean the elastic jungle? Is that what they called it? I don't remember what they they called it. Um, I think that's what they called it. It's basically a bunch of elastic bands zigzagging across each other that you have to crawl through elastic jungle you know what it it looked like it looked like if you're watching a spy movie and they get into the last and it's like and then a whole bunch of lasers come by and and you're like this is impossible there's no way james bond is gonna get through it Uh and then lo and behold he's got he only cuts off a couple limbs but he gets (laughs) through it and that's what matters. So that's what matters. Yeah, so that hilariously hung a lot of people up. Well, for the people that go into it vertical, you deserve to not move. I agree. I watched an episode where there were three competitors. The first one went through just full army crawl straight underneath as low as they could possibly go mm-hmm. right through it. Second person, exact same thing. Right. So we've seen two people do that exact same thing now. And then the third person gets there and it's just like, um, uh, oh, uh, uh, putting their arms through and trying to just walk and lift their leg and climb over. And I was like, you just saw the other two people do it. Yeah. And you cost yourself 15 seconds on this thing. Um, so that was always a, a comedic part. I imagine the best strategy, uh, probably not the safest obviously is to go as fast and as hard as you can head first into and it. just dive like i imagine you'd be able to get into through. a swimming pool or something yeah like a healthy chunk of the first part of it yeah maybe but uh but yeah so that was you know whoever has the fastest time wins sort of thing there were mm-hmm. like a lot the the pool races were almost up because the pool wasn't really big enough to have all three of them in there at no. the same time so that those were all time-based sorts of things um and then, yeah, the, uh, oh, you wanted to talk about our Ninja Warrior experience? Yeah. When we went to the Ninja Warrior gym. Yes, we did that. That was you and me mm-hmm. and Logan. Yes. And we, I was the best, I would say, is what I took away from that. I don't know if I would take away. I mean, I you was were the, the best one at the that, warped wall. I was yes. the only one that did the warped wall, which, let's be 
honest. That's the most important part of but the game. But I was able to get the furthest on the course because without falling. Because if you can't get to the warp wall, then you're not going to finish the course. You would do so good at going through the, the beginning of the course, and then you wouldn't be able to tap that button to stop the timer. But you wouldn't even Mo get would, to the warped wall. Mo would be saying, oh, no. Oh, keep the timer going. Oh, he's not going to be able to. Oh, he's going to try again. And no. <laughs> I did the shorter warped wall, though. Yeah, that one that was, was fun. child's play. Oh, okay. It's still like 12 feet tall. Yeah, no, it is kind of crazy how you're like, it was easier, but not yeah. by a whole well, Because I think it was like 13 and a half feet for the regulation size. Which I don't one. think that's regulation anymore. I think it's way higher now. Yeah, I mean, if you could do it and I could almost do it on our first time ever trying it. Yeah. Not first try, but like right. within an hour of trying it. Yeah. Like that... It, that's not hard enough for because we couldn't compete on Ninja Warrior. You could give us six uh, months of training, and I don't think we could compete on Ninja Warrior. I, yeah, I probably need to do the full course, but right. I could probably do. I don't know. I can't imagine training for something like that for so long and then failing on the first thing. Okay, I was watching. Uh, there's this clip on YouTube of this guy on Australian Ninja Warrior. What's the difference? It's upside down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> when you fall in the water, you spin the other way. <laughs> um and. He was uh, he was deaf, and so they were like, you know, you know, on these all these shows, they have their backstory. They and, always have a deaf and, person, and they've got to have some sort of heartwarming thing. And so there's yeah. a deaf guy, and then his his stepson, who I don't know, looked like he was 14 years old or something like that, uh, and he's here because you know it's a it's a horn that tells them to go, and and he's gonna signal him when the horn goes off to start yeah. whatever. And the first obstacle was like there's the pool of water underneath, and alternating slanted things on the side and you yeah. got to kind of right foot left foot across these use things. your momentum to carry yeah, you across exactly and uh, he's doing it and his foot touches the water on it but he doesn't fall in but i guess if your foot touches the water you're out you're out and so his foot touches the water and it's like uh, 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 uh. And but he doesn't fall in, so he keeps going. Oh, and there's no. all the noises going off, like fail, fail, fail. And he's just keeping going, and he does the next obstacle, and he's up at the top of the next obstacle. And like one of the producers, one of the spotter people, like climbs the thing and is like waving at him to like stop. And he's like looking all confused. And and then they're trying to get his uh, his stepson to sign to him that. He's, he's a loser. eliminated. He's a loser. He's a loser. And it was just uh like just fucking let the guy do the rest of the thing. Like why treat him any differently? So you want to treat people with disabilities differently. No, I want to treat them equally, just separate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to treat him separate. Oh man. That's unfortunate to watch that happen. But yeah, I I'm gonna be a little bit of a devil's advocate here. Okay. You don't think deaf people should be allowed to compete? How did you know? <laughs> no. I, I feel like maybe there's a, a, a realm of possibility that he might have been taking advantage. Oh, of people's niceness with their deaf. Like he was like, he was like oh you, no, I don't understand what's how happening. How do you not feel that your foot touches water? I mean, he knew, but maybe he didn't know that like any contact with the water was like, maybe he thought you had to fall all the way in. I mean, maybe, but if I was deaf and I was in that situation, I'd be like, what, what, why are we, you almost did a deaf voice there and it was going to be really offensive. Oh, that was my deaf voice. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. When I interpret deaf people, I interpret them the same way I interpret non-deaf people. Do you do a, do you do a voice for deaf people? What? No. You said that you're aware of a voice that people do for deaf people. So what what did you have in your head when you think of deaf? (laughs) I don't think that's a thing. I think Marley Matlin's a great actress. Um, Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Academy Awards, last Sunday. Did he win? I don't know. I didn't watch. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were going to be like, we'll talk about it next week. Well, because because we're recording this and it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. But I'm acting like they have. Let's find out. Uh, Let's find out if the Oscars that are after this recording. Oh, they're not done yet? They are when you're listening. Um, <laughs> so, so the kids on this show, uh, I don't know that any of... I didn't see any deaf ones. Uh, so there was a no deaf rule probably at the time. <laughs> but for safety. Um, the, they 
one of the fun things was they all uh, so there was a spill your guts segment mm-hmm. in which each of them was kind of introduced and it was their I wouldn't say heartwarming backstory because it was about 15 seconds long yeah and it was like he loves pizza and doing somersaults or whatever yeah um, and vomiting because he does them right back after yeah. each other and it was kind of like they did one each after like each event or commercial break or whatever mm-hmm. and so in the first season it was it was Michael Malley taking you through those. In the second season, it was Mo, and uh, in the third and fourth seasons, it was pre-recorded segments with the kids talking about themselves. Okay, uh, because we started getting more and more yeah. about ourselves, and I got to talk about me all the time. Narcissism, narcissism, narcissism. Yeah. So narcissism. But the fun thing was, they all had a nickname, I, which was always interesting mm-hmm. because you knew. That these aren't these kids' actual nicknames. They've never been called these nicknames before this show. Because it would always be like, and here comes Sean the Shark Erickson. Ooh. And then he, throughout the show, then Mike O'Malley would like frequently just be like, oh, and the shark is coming up on the left side here. Sam the Shark or Sean the Shark, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so everybody, it was like the maniac or the monster or the snake. I heard one. The snake. Wow, that's insulting. Well, it was it was a, a kid from Israel. Wow, so that's anti-Semitic. I also. mean, it was really weird to me that they kept <laughs> saying, "Rami, the snake comes in from behind." You're like, I, "This doesn't wow. sound right." Okay, yeah. So yeah, everybody everybody had a nickname that. Was cool. I, I'm sure they had some autonomy in their nickname choosing. You get to choose from three. But right, I don't know if it, because the thing is, uh, Michael Malley, he was not actually there on set. He would just pre-record everything, and so they had to plug it in <laughs> with a soundboard. Uh, all the announcing. <laughs> oh man, um, it's like in uh, in video games where you create your character and you have a choice of names because that's the ones that they had the voice actor probably more more quirk record in advance right and able to say out loud for you yeah um so that was that was always fun and then the after the four events it frequently didn't matter what the scores were because now we're going to the aggro crag where the points are just out of control right because the points for the aggro crag after it being 300 for first place in all the previous events yes is 725 for first place 550 for second place and 375 for third place, um, which these point values made it so that it was impossible to have a tie at the end, basically, because all the previous events were 100, 200, 300. Yeah. So now there can't be a tie unless uh, the only way there could be a tie, which never happened, uh, was if there were two people tied for first going into the event. And they both got disqualified. So they both would get the 375 points from the aggro crack if they were both disqualified and both already tied for first. And the third place person didn't get enough. Like if they got third in every event, so even the 725 wasn't enough to vault them into first. Oh, wow. That's the only way there could be a tie. How do you get disqualified from the aggro crag? Well, let me tell you. So the aggro crag has uh it's a big fake rock basically i'd say like a yeah like a like like a a, mountain yeah you're climbing a mountain and so on the mountain there are actuators which Mm. are buttons that you have to press that light up a light along the way and so you have to press all of the actuators on your course as you climb the mountain okay and so parts of it are just kind of crisscrossing across some rougher terrain, and parts of it are more pure rock climbing type of stuff. Okay. And obstacles would fall on you, like they snow, which was basically just um, like tinsel falling from the sky. Yeah. Uh, and boulders, which were like boulders. Actual made out boulders. Of foam, it was basically. weird. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, That's why make it better. <laughs> yeah. Actual boulders. Uh, which would be knocked down from the top and falling on you as you go. So you couldn't cross into somebody else's area of the course. Right. That would get you disqualified. Okay. If you made it to the top and hit the final actuator at the top of the crag while missing a 
prior actuator, okay, that's a disqualification as well. Damn. Um, there were people, there were spotters at the top that were letting you know if you missed any actuators. So like, oh, you've got to go back down and press this one. Because sometimes you'd see people right about to get to the top and then they go, they'd have a very confused look on their face and then turn around and climb back down <laughs> before climbing back up again and now they've lost. Uh, and those people had a name. They were called Crag Trolls. Crag Trolls? Crag Trolls. You got to pay the Crag Troll to get the Crag Toll. Okay. Take home a glowing piece of the Crag. Mole. <laughs> Weird. And so, yes, the winner at the end took home a glowing piece of the crag, which just looked like a big neon green. Oh, you mean that right thing. there? $500 on eBay? Nickelodeon Guts Custom Aggro Crag. That just means somebody made it. Five I want one that was actually awarded on the show. $100 on eBay. Yeah, so you could get a glowing piece of the crag by winning or by spending $500 on eBay. Um, and then at the end, there was like a uh, a medal ceremony like they would do at the Olympics or something. Right. Where they're each on a podium and they get a gold, silver, and bronze medal. And from they, Mo. The, from Mo, because she's the official referee. Mm-hmm. And the first place person, in addition to their gold medal, gets a giant glowing piece of the crag. And by the way, that's the only prize on the show. There's no, this is, there, you don't, you're not winning money. You're not winning a trip to space camp. You're playing for pride for the most part. Yeah. And a glowing piece of the crag. Which is brilliant because I would say this was, this is one of the most exciting game shows we've ever done. I remembered loving it as a kid. Yeah, same. And, their budget must have been just liability insurance. Yeah. Well, and uh, paying for 83 spotters per episode <laughs> to, to be there. Those were interns. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those were just kids who had previously competed on the show. <laughs> We'd grown up a little. So in, in season one and two, the aggro crag was 28 feet tall. In season three... Instead of the aggro crag, we had the mega crag, which was 30 feet tall. Two extra feet. Two extra feet goes from aggro to mega. And then in season four, which was also known as global guts. You had to climb Mount Everest. Right. Um, No, it was still 30 feet tall, but now it was called the super aggro crag. Okay. And the layout changed a little bit. Uh, But global guts was more Olympic-like. Well, yeah, you pit country against country. Yes, and that the competitors are all from different countries, including the United States, Mexico, United Kingdom, Israel, snakes, Germany, Spain, Portugal, and the Commonwealth of Independent States. Yeah, I don't know what that one. That was uh, after the breakup of the Soviet Union. Okay, I never so saw like any of those kids win. Russia, Ukraine. Well, because they didn't start them on steroids that young yet. <laughs> Or maybe after the break of the Soviet Union, they lost track of the steroid right. supplies. Um, so yeah, Global Guts, they were competing for pride for their country as well. And there yep. was kind of throughout the season, the medal standings uh, all time, like you have at the Olympics throughout all the events. Beautiful. And during the Spill Your Guts segment, each of the children was speaking in their own language and it was their native dubbed tongue. over. Yes, exactly. And it was dubbed over poorly, too, which was weird to me. It was kind of like, oh, Kojira! <laughs> right. That's exactly what it sounded like. Yeah. Um, and all of them started with exactly that, which was really weird. Yeah. Um, and the thing about this that I did not know, that I learned just in doing research from this, was that Global Guts was aired around the world in different languages with different announcers. So in the U.S., we had... Mo and Mike O'Malley. Oh my gosh. And in other countries, they had different hosts and referees that, you know, spoke German or whatever. That's amazing. I had no idea. I know uh, on Netflix, there was uh, Beastmaster. Did you ever watch that? It's kind of like a Ninja Warrior type of competition thing. But they did did that. It was like eight different countries. And in each country, you have your own announcers. And sometimes like... During the course of the show, the announcers would interact with the other country's wow. announcers. But I did not know that Global Guts pioneered that. That's crazy. In 1995. So I, I thought that was that was kind of interesting and a nice way to give it some fun global appeal. 
I even thought though that was great. the last season of the show ever. Yeah, but uh, that show could have continued to go on uh, for probably another decade, and people would have been involved. Because once you, you're you're hitting your stride, yeah. it's, you know, it's like think about companies. You're like, okay, yeah, you've hit this milestone. You can't really grow. You've nailed this market. What do we go from here? Uh, okay, well, let's go to this state or let's appeal to this people. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, let's sell you it wanna, to the Chinese. You want to appeal to the world, and that's what Global Guts had just hit. Now you've got people across the world interested in your show. They want a giant glowing piece of the crag. Which costs you, what, $14? 500 on eBay. Well, that's a different one. Do you not think they were buying those straight off eBay? <laughs> in uh, 1993? I think eBay was still for prostitution at that point. Uh, the good old days. So that, that was the, the last season of Guts was Global Guts. Then, in 2005... Mo died. No, thank okay. God. Okay. She's still around. She's 52 years old and hot as ever. Um, the Because I think women continue to get more beautiful the older they get. What's that face? Nothing. Okay. Um, the Nickelodeon shut down Nickelodeon Studios Orlando in 2005. However, in 2008, yes. came out with a new show okay. called My Family's Got Guts. Okay. And they shot it in Universal Studios Orlando, the first and only Nickelodeon show since they wow. closed Nickelodeon Studios to be shot in Orlando. And it was a family variation, like they had family double dare. This was a mm-hmm. family variation of Guts where it was two families competing head to head in a bracket system and the winner would move on into the next round. Okay. And rather than throughout the game getting accumulating points... That, that, that are tallied at the end after the crag, you got a, you were accumulating head start time on the crag. Okay. And then yeah, it was that makes just sense. whoever got to the crag first is the winner. Okay. Top of the crag. So my family's got guts. It did not bring bra- bring back Mike O'Malley and Mo. It had a new host named Ben Lyons, who he's hosted some stuff and like some like lower tier ESPN type of stuff. And okay extra entertainment tonight type of crap like that not nearly as impressive as michael malley sorry no. ben um and then australian celebrity asha Curtin. okay well you can find basically nothing about online i don't know how she nice ended up being the mo on this she's no mo there's one mo and it's mo and right. we go to mo for the scores so this one had mo no mo no Momo. No Momo. No Momo. Okay. Um, and th- so they filmed two seasons of this. The second season just never aired in the United States at any point. Because of the financial crisis? I Yeah, probably. They said it's too serious of a time right now. We've got to have financial investment advice shows for the kids on instead of this frivolity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, for whatever reason, it never aired in the U.S. It aired in some like international Nickelodeon broadcast, but not in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a, an inauspicious ending for the for the guts brand, I guess. It's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, I think so too. But as you said, when I was a kid, this show was the shit. Mm-hmm. This was I was so excited to watch the show because, again, like I would watch these people and be like, "That kid's awful." I would t- I would dunk all over this fool. I don't know, man. Um, well, yeah, if I didn't have these fucking harness idiots screwing me up, I think I that would. there are some kids that could beat me at these games now today. Yeah, probably. That's true. Yeah. But I, there was also in, in 1994 a Super Nintendo Guts video game made. And I, I had a Sega Genesis, and it, they did not release it on the Sega Genesis. They only released it on the Super Nintendo. Oh, my God. That must have scarred you. Yeah, but there was this kid who lived in my neighborhood. I can't remember what his name was. Wow. So you just uh, used him for his video games. He had it on the Super Nintendo. And I remember like going over there to to play it. This was on Long Island. And I remember, um, so I was like seven years old. Mm-hmm. And and he had uh, an earring. And my mom did not like that. Uh, he was, was seven. Yeah. And, he, and had, he had an earring. Yeah, he had an earring. And my mom was not happy about oh, that. Oh, but this was Long Island. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's kind of normal. Standard fare. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my mom wasn't about it, I remember. But I was like, mom, 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 he's got guts. And she's like, I don't care what his character is. I don't care what you <laughs> think he's good at. So, do, 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 do you have it, mom? Do 
So how come you didn't have your ear pierced? Oh, I guess because your mom didn't like that. No, my mom was very against that. She would say, uh, if you got your ear pierced, I'll cut off your ear. So if, so getting your ear pierced in Long Island is like if you see your kid hanging out with someone who smokes. You're like, oh, he, don't hang out with him. He's a bad kid. He smokes. Right. Yeah. God, people in Long Island are soft, dude. Uh, they're a bit trashier than the general, general populace, general populace, general populace. Yeah. Um, another thing that we've alluded to that we haven't really dug deep into that Uh-oh. we need to a little bit yeah, is the song because I would say best game show theme song, like top five easily. I, I, it's stuck with you. Your entire life, has it not? No, not my entire life. You know what stuck with me my entire life? What? Although it did introduce itself into my life at a later stage. What? Yeah, that's a good one. I would say that's a number one for me. I don't know if you can call it a theme song, but that those that combination of noises and notes is more iconic to me, but not by much compared to the Global Guts. But I mean, like you, sure, you've got the Jeopardy thinking song. Uh, yeah, that's hardly a song. Yeah. I mean, There's no bass line to that song. That's the problem. <laughs> How are you going to bang that at the club? <laughs> I mean, when I'm at the club, I can get a... Do, 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 you have it, guts. Do, 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 you have it, guts. Guts. Yeah, it's it catchy. Good. It's super catchy. And, you know, you get the audience participation of... Then at any time they could say... Michael Malley could throw out a... Do you have it? And then everybody in the crowd yells, Guts! Which is, that's a... Call and return. That's a weird call and return to me. Are they just mimicking the song? Yes. Okay, because that doesn't make any sense to me when they're like, Do you have it? You know, the audience would be like, Do we have what? Or (laughs) Or yes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. An actual response. It was a yes or no question, and you answered Guts. (laughs) They did the... uh... Will you marry me? Guts. (laughs) Are you... Are you saying I have guts for asking you? Is that a yes from you? I don't. It's very confusing, but it's sticky, and that's what matters. Guts are sticky. Exactly. That that's why they had to. They kind of channeled that aspect of it for right. the theme song, which is great. And so, definitely out of every children's game show, mm-hmm. what was the Legends of the Hidden Temple theme song? Put, put, put that monkey together. Put it on exactly. top and then go to the middle. Exactly. Don't forget the top. Put that monkey together. Which, which you know, obviously a good song. Mm. But, uh, <laughs> right. It's no do you have it. Guts. Yeah. Yeah. A classic. I would say for sure of the kids shows. Absolutely. Right. I mean, this is a show that, you know, prior to now I hadn't seen really since 1995. Good, because that'd and, be weird if you were just and checking I could out still, episodes. And I could still sing the theme song to you. Yeah, it was a good show. It was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Wow. In the realm of game shows. High praise. It is. High praise. You can't, and you know what? I didn't even realize there wasn't really even a prize until you said that, which right? makes it even and more you're, impressive. You're a very prize centric. You're a very greedy little bitch. No, I'm not a greedy little bitch. I'm just a greedy bitch. A greedy what? <laughs> I'm a greedy what? <laughs> Uh, it's, yeah, I mean, but I'm thinking of as an adult, I want to have some sort, because you have to understand, if you mess up on these shows, you are ridiculed. You could lose a job if you say something incorrectly. You are risking a lot. Not on Guts. I'm saying on other shows. Okay. The only thing that could happen on Guts is you embarrass yourself by losing to a kid and they slam basketballs into your face. What if you lose to a girl? I mean, that's fine. Honestly, you'd be praised at this point. (laughs) What a hero. (laughs) That guy's got guts. Yeah. Well, also, I think the age range was perfect because girls uh, mature sooner than boys. So, like, all the girl contestants were taller than the boy contestants. So That's what I want to talk to you about. One of the most unfair things of this entire game show, Mm -hmm. they didn't have... Same age or same height and same weight kids are competing against each other. The boy that was tallest won the show every time. Oh, so you're saying it's unfair to the rest of the NBA that LeBron James is big and strong? Yes. Oh. There should be caps on how much you can, how many weights you can lift and how, for <laughs> how, how many long. weights you can lift. 
<laughs> nope, LeBron, that is enough. You're going to be suspended. Drop if, it. Drop you, that weight. you do one more bicep curl. But you know, that would be a good loophole, though. People could be like, yeah, you said we can only lift five weights. Well, this is 800 pounds, so Dang. I'm going to get my reps in with this. Good luck. So... You love this show, it sounds like. Yeah. You quite enjoyed it. You can watch it on Paramount Plus, I believe. Or Daily Motion for free with terrible quality. Quality. Well, you can watch it in higher quality on Paramount Plus. If you want to sign up for another fucking uh, thing, that's fine. Go for it. I've got it. Of course you do. I have what? to have it. I have to have it. What thing I have to have that it. you have to pay for that shows shows? That was the hardest way to describe yeah, that. Uh-huh. What streaming service? Bro, that's what you're saying. Do you not have? I don't have Peacock. Okay, why not? Because why? What's on Peacock that I need to watch? I don't know, Peacocks? Right. I have Hulu, and they still have the NBC shows after they're on TV if I need to watch one of those, which I don't know that I need to watch any NBC shows anymore now that The Good Place is over. So why do you need Paramount Plus? Uh, I don't need Paramount Plus. However... There was, so I had show, Showtime and it was ten ninety nine a month mm-hmm. and then Viacom and CBS merged. They had previously been the same company. Then they broke up. Now they got back together oh, that's for the good. kids. Yeah, good. Um, they merged and then they did a deal where you could get what was at the time called CBS All Access and Showtime together on Apple TV for nine ninety nine a month. So... For a dollar less than I was paying for Showtime, yeah, I got Showtime plus CBS All Access, which then became Paramount Plus. So now I just have Paramount Plus because it saves me money on having Showtime. But what do you watch on it? Guts. <laughs> so that's all the only. That's how. There's not not much, but there's some things I've watched, like the Twilight Zone, the new Twilight Zone by Jordan Peele. Yeah. Why you don't like him? Because he speaks truth to power? No, I want to see him do comedy. Wow, you just want so you just want him to to dance for you, to entertain, not to think and be pro- provocative. Yeah, he's an actor. He got into this business to be an actor, which is a dancing uh, jester. All right. Hey, man, you said it. When we get canceled and lose our jobs, just kidding. I don't have a job. That's <laughs> <laughs> the secret. Um. It's on you for not letting Jordan Peele speak his truth. And it's on NBC for not letting Will Arnett become a star sooner on the Mike O'Malley show. Yeah. Because they canceled it after two episodes. It's pretty messed up. Mike O'Malley got a second chance just a year later. So you like this show a lot, but you th- do you have ways to make it better? That I you have- do. Well, what would you say those are? The kids should be able to choose their own intro song. Like baseball. Okay, so like you're you're coming up to bat. You've got some entrance music playing mm-hmm. when you come onto the field. When, mm-hmm. Then they intro you at the beginning. You high five people, and you're not sure where you're supposed to stop running. And so a spotter runs over and kind of and grabs kind of you and corrals you, you back. You're right, to where as you're if you were a small cattle. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I think that'd be great. Okay. Um, you should remove the rebound game forever because it is a worse slamajama. And describe what the rebound game is. The rebound game was the kids standing in that triangular makeup. Mm-hmm. They would all jump down at the same time and then jump up. And on top of this padded pillar was a small circular stand that held a basketball. Mm-hmm. So the goal was to, to jump up and grab it. So think about that same setup. But now replace that basketball with a a basketball hoop and you could go, one person was allowed to go at whatever pace they wanted, Mm -hmm. jump up and slam this ball down as hard as they possibly could. Between the legs, behind the back. I know. I didn't see much of that, but that would have been great. That would have been great. What if you got style points? I would love that. So, and the other problem with the rebound game they is... They had to stop. They have to stop. They get they have to reset every time and put a new ball up there, whereas the slam dunk game, it's like 60 seconds, go. All you have to do is go and grab another ball and exactly. keep going. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It was a worse slam jamma I say, remove it altogether. And whoever... And you know, honestly, whoever decided to write that game and create it, put them in jail. Wow. Also, so there was one... Uh, it was like a soccer goalie game. I can't remember what they called it. Okay. And there's basically 
three soccer goals set up. Each of them is standing in front of one. And they've just got, like, soccer ball cannons <laughs> shooting balls at them. <laughs> and they have to save as many shots as they can mm-hmm. while soccer balls are just flying at them. And it's based on how many, who gets the most saves. And and keep in mind, this is like a 60-second thing. And they're getting dozens of balls <laughs> shot at them in these 60 seconds. And people are having to keep track, like... Okay, yeah, I guess that was a save. Um, this one hit the pole. But right, I guess. exactly. Like, yeah, that save. one just was a miss uh, by the <laughs> cannon. I don't know. That was an, another weird one. Yeah. And, but it felt funny to me because it reminded me of that scene in Mighty Ducks where they tie Goldberg up to the post and just shoot at him mm-hmm. over and over, and he's freaking out about it. And yeah. And he gets used to getting uh, hit, getting hit, and mm-hmm. not being scared of the puck. Right. Which is exactly how um, emotional manipulation happens in uh, relationships. You you just tie get, your wife up to a no. Goal. You get metaphorically you uh, make her feel tied up, and then mm. you just throw a barrage of insults until they just get used to it, and that's just their life now. Smart, good strategy. No, it's not a good strategy. What is that? Not what you're saying? No. Oh, I thought this was an advice podcast. I have one more. Make it better. Oh, yes. Allow the kids to take performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> okay. So, so back to the Soviet Union thing from earlier. <laughs> yes. Give these kids the opportunity to maybe even before the games say, "Would you like to inject yourself?" Right. With you know whatever, and then if the kid Some does it, right, the kid then you know, has to take maybe a five-second penalty, but they've got so much more power. Okay. So then they could be doing the between-the-legs, behind-the-back jams. I mean, honestly, I what I'm envisioning is one kid does the PEDs, jumps up, and accidentally rips the entire pillar down because he's so <laughs> strong. Or it's like a, um, a... It could even be, a, you know, a placebo for, like, the kids that are Ooh. that are worried. Like, like in um, Space Jam, right. Mike's secret stuff. Right. When he injects it. Right. When... <laughs> When he's just sticking it in Bugs' ass. <laughs> a, sh- a needle. A to needle, be clear. right, obviously. To be clear. This is a children. This is a family show. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think those would all make it a better show, even though it's already a great show. I mean, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It was hard to do it. Right. Like, you, you've got, like, eliminate one of the 20 different games that they have is one of your make it better. Correct. So, like, the show is all already really good, obviously. Yes. Yeah, I... I give this a uh, four out of five buzzers. Do you not have any make it betters? No. How could I? And, but you give it a four out of five. So I need to know how you have zero make it betters and not a perfect Okay. Score. So they did much like you would see after an NBA game or something with, uh, with Doris Burke on the court interviewing the players <laughs> yeah. about their performance. Uh-huh. Uh, Mike O'Malley would do that with the kids, like whoever won the last game. And god damn, did he try so hard to get these kids to to open up and be fun and interactive. And it was uh, pretty impossible to do. Because they're exhausted. Right. And they're they're focused on winning. They're locked in. These kids are <laughs> they've they, there's still a lot of game to to play out there, you know. Yeah. It's more like a halftime interview. <laughs> right. Um, and it would be like, Oh, you you were doing a great job dunking those basketballs. What was your strategy there? And he's like, just get it in. Like, oh, stupid question. I don't know why I asked that. Of course, just get it in there. All right, let's go to the next game. <laughs> <laughs> so that was always a little awkward and maybe unnecessary because we didn't yeah. really glean anything from the kids. Uh, I got what they were trying to do, but it really didn't add anything to the show. And that's why you gave it a four out of five? That, you lost a star there. A full star? No, here's here's why. Because the aggro crag wasn't intimidating enough it was a little bit too easy okay i felt like all you got to do is just climb up a wall where there's a lot of easy grips there with boulders and snow <laughs> falling on your face right i just thought there, there could have been a few more challenges in there i thought we could have had like some indiana jones style boulders where it's a huge boulder that mm. you've got to try and dodge out of the way somehow or you get like because those you just keep climbing when those boulders like i want the boulder to like knock you backwards see there has to be an element of danger. Right. Like, I think I, I want you to get penalized if you can't properly avoid these boulders as you're climbing instead of just like batting it away and continuing on. Mm-hmm. It's too easy. It's like a yeah, fly. I get it. 
Yeah, so four out of five for me. What about you? Well, five out of five. Five out of five, even though you had three make it better. This is a perfect game show. Wow. This was a perfect game show. Oh, so are you, you going to continue visiting Daily Motion was to watch more episodes? It was enjoyable to watch as an adult. A children's yeah. game show was enjoyable to watch as an adult. You cannot say that about adult game shows. Right, and you can watch Global Guts and just root against the other countries. Dude, you can call... You, Apparently, it's cool to call Jewish people snakes <laughs> in Global Guts. So if you want to do that, if that's your thing, if that floats your boat, check it out. Yeah. Guts. Nickelodeon Guts. Great show. Perfect game show for kids. Keeps them active. Absolutely. Keeps them engaged. I'm engaged. Encourages them to athletic pursuits, which will keep them healthier throughout their life. Kind of the other two you said, but yeah. Right. I'm just kind of... That's more of a future situation, See, though. Right now, I'm in my businessman costume in my brain. <laughs> because what you do is you go into business meetings and you say the same thing in three different ways. That's smart. That people already agree with mm -hmm. and get them to think you have good ideas. It's right. And, and you know, even, even lawyer businessmen will do this technique in court where they make you answer the questions and they make you answer yes multiple times. And you just so say, then, guts! So then... <laughs> Did you murder See, that woman? Not guilty Guts. by reins of insanity. That's why try, I'm trying to tell everybody this. My client cannot perform. Yeah, great show. You can check it out on Daily Motion, I guess. Wouldn't recommend it. Well, then if you can check it out on Paramount Plus, if you're a big Star Trek fan and you've already got Paramount Plus for that, check it out. Yeah. Uh, they've got, I don't think there's Global Guts on there, but there's the first three seasons of regular Guts. Guts. Are on there. So you can check it out. It's a fun show. I like it. It's got a, an average 4.5 out of 5 buzzers here on this show. That's pretty good. So it's in the upper echelon. Um, yeah. Until next time, make sure that you have it. Guts! Check us out on Instagram at ComeOnDownShow. Email us, ComeOnDownShow at gmail.com. And we will see you guys next week.